Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. How are you? A little under the weather, five days with the kids. I, I said, to, my joke was, new germs, who dis? <laughs> it's like, you know, you know, back from summer, new kids, new germs. And I'm already, you know, a little stuffy, but we'll get through it. Nothing I haven't tackled before. How are you? I'm okay. Awesome. Surviving. Yeah. And we know that's rough. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like that. Um, yeah. I'm good, though. It's cool. like, you know... 88 degrees here and it's going to be for the next two weeks yeah, so sure you know <clears throat> falls here <laughs> even though it feels like summer oh yeah and so i'm totally excited that uh, i'm gonna get another harvest of tomatoes late summer harvest of tomatoes which is fantastic they are looking epically delicious <laughs> i can't even tell you <laughs> I've made so many amazing tomato recipes that I've added to my, like, already list of amazing tomato recipes. I have an actual recipe for fresh garden tomatoes list right above my computer. Yeah. Which I I, I literally have my face right in front, my hand right in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. So that's literally all you see right now is my my face, my hand (laughs) face. Um, I should just draw a face on my hand and put it right in front of the camera. (laughs) I feel Um, like you need a tomato tattoo or something. It's possible. Yeah. You took a picture recently of like a vine of tomatoes that were like an ombre rainbow. And I oh, was yeah. like, are you kidding me? I was like, before I even knew it was you, I was like, this is Chris, this picture is Christian's. And then I looked at the name. So good. Uh, yeah, I waited very patiently for a solid week for those tomatoes to turn the perfect color to take the perfect picture. And I'm like, oh my god, please stay. Please, yeah. no one do anything. Please don't, like, <laughs> bump into them the wrong way. Please, no animals. Don't come in here. Just... And Let it, them like, be. Yeah, they... It is, like, now I have to write a cookbook, a cookbook about tomatoes yeah. simply so I can use that picture on the yeah. cover. I, I was just going to say that, like, it needs to be blown up in your house and, like, everything around... Every, your whole house needs to be redecorated to match that picture. <laughs> It is that so good, good, right? So good. It was so good. Okay, I'm glad that I'm not the only one who thought that was like a really good picture. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, awesome. Um, and the tomatoes are delicious. Yeah. They really are I'm so sure. good. And the tomatoes that aren't mine and the ones that I get from the CSA are just as delicious. And so as much as summer leaving us sucks... The bounty of tomatoes is amazing, and I love it, and I yeah. will continue to eat them until we get into no tomato season, and hopefully I will have frozen enough tomato sauces <laughs> and things like sausage and peppers and tomato sauce that when it's January and February and I need, like, some summer, I can just, you know, pop it in a pan and be like, okay. This is only like six or seven months away, and that's how the world goes around. Nice. Love it. So, this week, we've got more book club. Love we've it. We've got a really good interview of with someone super fun. Super fun. I followed her for years. She kind of, I reached out to her when I wanted to leave teaching and do graphic design, and now I'm back in teaching, and I got to interview her on the podcast I co-host, so it was very, like, you know, trippy and... and you know, come back around me, I guess. But yeah, she's great. She's so talented. 
I know all of the stuff that she makes is really, really, really usable. Yeah. Which I feel like from a lot of digital designers is not the case. Right. And I think she talks about that in the evolution of her shop, which she wanted to make stuff that was more usable in her digital designs. So let's get to our interview with Caitlin Cole, founder of Pushprint Studio. Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Kay. Hi. Welcome to Crafty as Female. We are so happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yay. So, okay, listeners, today on our show, we have Caitlin Cole, who's an illustrator and graphic designer from Seattle, Washington. I first came across her years ago. I don't even know how it happened, but or how I found you, but somehow, like, I had, I was teaching for a while, couldn't take it, left teaching, I was like, I'm going to go into graphic design, and I'm going to work for American Crafts, and I'm going to, you know, create scrapbooking products, and somehow I found out that you did that, and I reached out to you, I don't know if you remember this, and I was like, what was it like to work for American Crafts, was it the dream, like, I, like, there was, like, an American Crafts, like, job opening for, like, intro graphic designer, which probably would have had me just, like, I don't know, type dates on the package, like, it was nothing grand, probably, but it was, like, move to Utah, and I was, like, all ready to do that, like, it was, it was, I was, like, head in the clouds, but I reached out to you, and, like, you were this, you had the sweetest response, and I remember, I I remember that, I do, (laughs) <laughs> so back in the day when my head was like Dreamsville, um, that's how I first came across you, just knowing that you used to work for American Crafts and like how to reach out and you were just the sweetest. So well, thank you. Part of, yeah, part of your intro, 2012, you worked at American Crafts and you created pattern and crafting products for like Dear Lizzie and Amy Tangerine and Pebbles Inc. I'm sure some of our listeners know of those. <laughs> friends um and you've designed for Nordstrom and Starbucks and you currently work for AWS which correct me if I'm wrong is that Amazon Web Services yes Amazon Web Services I'm a visual designer there currently um on their events team so that's a lot of fun and then in addition my favorite thing that you do your side biz right now um you run push print studio which is a website where you provide a slew of digital designs that people can purchase and print right at home whether it's for memory keeping or card making or like print and like a little quick note i like to customize like storeboard cards so like i would print a cute message of yours and like make it modern and chic oh thank you (laughs) i love it did all that sound right pretty much yeah that's exactly what I've done, <laughs> what cool. I'm working on, yeah. Yay. So maybe you could tell us a bit about your creative backstory and kind of how you got to what you're doing and all that stuff in between. Yeah. So I definitely always knew that I wanted to go into a creative field, um, even in high school, like when they're like, oh, write about, you know, write a paper on what you're going to do when you grow up. Um, I wrote a paper on a graphic designer and um, yeah, I just, I've, I wanted to go into graphic design and I knew that I could make art a career. So I pursued it. Um, I did take like a little sidestep for a minute where I was like, Oh, I'm going to be like a dental hygienist. (laughs) And I took like maybe two 
science classes in community college and I was like no I need an advisor in the art program and so I did that I just totally switched and went back to my original path um so I it's funny because I never I never knew what a graphic designer was like I had an idea yeah but like my mom once was like what do you want to sit in front of a computer all day and I was like <laughs> I guess not like that, that one line just like derailed me and like for some reason I thought it was just this mundane like computer job yeah but it was it's interesting that you always knew that could be a job yeah I think I knew from like a really young age it was I, I have this really weird memory of being a child and we were like on a car trip going to California or something. We lived in Arizona. So it was like a quick trip. Um, and I got like a silly putty and I was like, I thought like, Oh, somebody obviously had to put this silly putty in this like egg shape. Like who <laughs> does that? Or like, like why is this packaging like this? And I was like always kind of, knew that that could be something that somebody does somewhere somehow um that I wanted to also do so that's so insightful yeah I mean silly buddy right <laughs> like the weirdest thing but um yeah and then I I did two years at a community college and then I transferred to um, Central Washington University in Ellensburg and completed a two-year graphic design program there um and what I think I liked about that program is I had some really great professors and it wasn't, it was a specialization. So it wasn't just graphic design. It was like, I took art classes and I took a jewelry making class and um, like kind of everything that was crafty and also um, could also set me up for like a professional design career. And my professor knew someone who worked at American Crafts and that's kind of where that whole thing started. She, I took a, an independent study with this professor. She was the greatest and took time out of her day to like sit and look at my projects um, outside of class. And she got me in contact with, um, with her friend at American Crafts. And then that's kind of how that happened. Nice. Just, yeah, it was great. Right out of college, we, I moved down there. <laughs> and an independent study with a professor means like one on, you were just with her one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, so I wanted to take packaging design and my school didn't have that class. So I just, I got a book on packaging design and we made, um, we laid out the program and what we would do and what kind of projects I might do. Um, yeah, and she worked one-on-one -on -one with me to complete that. And I still paid for credits. I had to get it approved through right. like the admissions and everything. But um, that was a really good experience for me, I think. Yeah. Okay, so I've found that working one-on-one -on -one with professors can be one of the most rewarding things that you get out of a college experience. And I've, like, never heard of that before, which is, like, what rock do I live under? <laughs> like, well, I've never heard of it. Amanda, your program was a lot more accelerated. Yeah. And so, like, I think when you do more of a traditional college program, you have professors who are a lot more invested in specific students and the like the portfolio and like I'm just kind of spitballing based off of like my university experience and like trying to get kids to go to like grad school and trying mm -hmm. to get kids to go to job like specific jobs and like you were saying 
this is how you got your connection with American Crafts was based off of, you know, somebody knows somebody, which is, like, literally how the real world works. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, that's, like, pretty much how I've landed every role that I've been in so far. Um, It's always, like, oh, I know this person or somebody, you know, recommended you for this style, so can we work together or um, that kind of thing. But, yeah, I think... I think my program that I went through, it was, I've always kind of understood, like you could ask for things, like someone could say no, right? Like I just was kind of throwing it out there. Like they don't have this thing that I want and I'm paying for it. So I'm just going to make it like, just going to make this class happen. Yeah. So I think it's a good attitude to have. Thanks. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I was working, two jobs while I was in school well three and then I dropped one because it's too much um so I was I was paying for everything and I just wanted to make sure that the classes I I had been taking were going to lead me where I wanted to go right especially if like it all started with the silly putty then you needed to finish school with like having that thing that you really wanted to start with yeah which is interesting because I actually have never done um I've never had a role that was fully focused on packaging design. <laughs> so right out of school, I took um, that illustration job at American Crafts. And that was really something that was a whole learning experience for me because um, I had never really thought that illustration was a path I was going to take. And that started it all. So um, it's funny how that works. Like you have such a clear idea of something and then it's totally different. It's like, nope, hi, this is what we're gonna do now. Um, and yeah, that's, I became an illustrator. Yeah, I love that. I love that idea that like, <sighs> I wanted to do this one thing, but life had other plans and now we're doing this. Yeah. And it makes sense to do that. Like, and you're almost like trying to fight to sway it back where you oh, were trying yeah. to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've, what did I see the other day? That was something like, I don't know. I think it was like a never give up cheesy motivational meme or something but I think all the time like there's something to giving up and letting go something that like I don't know I just always sometimes I think motivational things steer you wrong (laughs) or like if you hold them too close like it isn't the right advice yeah yeah I don't know it's um it's funny and then I had I was at American Crafts for a year a little over a year and I they had you move there I moved. Yeah, they moved me there. So um, I think I had like a phone interview like a month before school was about uh, before graduation. And they flew me out there and then we did like an interview and that whole process. And then they offered me a job and it was junior graphic designer. um, And so I decided to take it. And my boyfriend, my now husband, um, moved out there with me. So that was a really fun adventure for us. Um, Utah is beautiful. I was going to ask, what was living in Utah like? It it was amazing. It was gorgeous. Like, I, the seasons, it's very, <laughs> they have four seasons. It's very, very cold <laughs> in the winter. I'd never experienced such a cold winter. Um, but it, like, the mountains are, like, right, they're so close to you. So close. And we were living in um, Orem, or, American Crafts is in Orem, so, or was in Orem, Utah. And so we were living outside just in Springville, which is a little further south. Um, 
and I just remember there would be these like thunderstorms that would roll in and it was just such a fun like our first apartment together and like making our home and um that whole experience was really cool so I'm glad that we ended up doing that because it would have been easy to just be like no I'm scared to move yeah totally <laughs> um, yeah awesome so like did America so did the time in American Crafts like designing for them kind of foster this love of memory keeping or like a dip into like paper crafting or was that always there in the beginning Mm, I would say it definitely fostered it it was it was there in the beginning like as a kid I would always um like cut up magazines and make collages and I had some sort of scrapbook growing up like journal situation (laughs) wasn't pretty but um... (laughs) never is in the beginning (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then uh I decided to do like a 52 week project when I started there because I just kind of wanted to understand like the products and how people were using them. And I started with like a, I think it was like a little six by six album and I would do my like full page spreads. <laughs> they were like yeah. tiny, right? Yeah. But um, then American Crafts bought or partnered with um, Becky Higgins. So they had Project Life and I had never heard of it. And so I started to do that. And that was kind of where all of that started. Um, and I would just scrapbook kind of like one, maybe like once a week, something that happened that week, or I would do monthly layouts. Um, and I think, I think I was posting them to a blog. I can't know. It's so long ago, you guys. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, yeah. So I was doing that and that, yeah, American Crafts, they totally got me back into scrapbooking and and my love of paper crafting and yeah. I love it. So then upon leaving them and with this new kind of fun hobby. Yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't start push print until 2013 or actually, no, it was, I might've had the idea. I always have like a little journal with me that I like write down all my ideas in. Like I've always been kind of like a side hustler, I guess, where I'm like, Oh, I'm going to do this project or I'm going to start this business. So there's always this running list um, of things. Like even in Utah, we had this little side business called uh, Dots and Stripes. And I would make these like um, stacked words and my husband would cut them out on this little scroll saw thing and we would sell them at like local craft shows. Oh, cute. Which never made any money. It just, we broke even because you had to pay to get in. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. But I mean, fun and good experience. And how sweet of him to be like involved. Is he crafty or like hands-on-y? Yeah. He's very handy. Like, I mean, he's, he's remodeling our whole house. So. Good catch. Yeah. (laughs) I love him. Um, But yeah. So then 2016 was when I started Push Print because I really missed scrapbooking. I was doing Project Life. I was buying cards. Um, I had so, so much scrapbooking products, like from American crafts, because after work I would like go down and I could, um, buy things out of my paycheck and I would just like buy all the products and it was so much fun, but I had all of this stuff and I was like moving it, you know, every time we moved apartments or moved, when we moved into, especially when we moved to Seattle, I just had boxes and boxes of scrapbooking stuff. Um, So in 2016, I like really went through all of it. I went through like a minimalist phase where I just wanted to get rid of everything. I felt like I was buried in stuff. Um, 
and I was like scanning papers in so that I could have them, but not necessarily mm. like physically have them. Mm. Um, and then I was Such like, a graphic I- designer <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> I know. Favorite ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I donated all of it to like a school and then I was like, I should make my own cards and like put them out there for people to use. And then I, that's where like push print studio was born. I started working on it after work and on the weekends and, um, pretty much any spare moment I had, I was. And now it's time for me to gush about push print studio as like (laughs) a fellow designer and like crafter and like whatever. I feel like because when you were saying that you had so much scrapbook stuff, I thought to myself, but I I almost can predict that like over two thirds of it was stuff that wasn't really your taste. Like that's what happens to me is that I get so much stuff and I'm like, I pick and choose my favorites, but I feel like Push Print Studio is literally 100% of my favorites. Like oh. I feel like Push Print Studio is the cards and the designs that you would pick out of kits to be your like ultimate kit. So, so that's my little cute compliment about oh Pushprint. Like every time you launch something new, I'm like, she is on the money. Like I'm just like, Aww. why aren't – like that's what I feel. I feel like maybe companies aren't picking you up because it would be too good every time. Oh my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, like, I, I'm such a fan of like your so design much. and your aesthetic and your website. So if you haven't checked it out, pushprintstudio.com, guys. And I love that like you make it affordable – and you make it like updated, but not too much where it's overwhelming. Like I think you updated just enough. I know it went through like a little um, twer- uh, tweak. I was gonna say twerk. <laughs> through a little tweak, <laughs> but like you know, but yeah. so good. So yeah, I tell us it. about the update. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, I mean, I took a really big break, right? So I launched it. I was, uh, I think, I was doing like card sets of three for a dollar and. I don't have a business background, so I don't really understand necessarily the the money side of things or um, any of that. So I think it was two years ago we bought our house. Um, I also was in a new role. I took a job working at Nordstrom as a print designer for their kids team. And so I was learning a whole new career path. It was totally different than anything I'd ever done before. Um, and I just kind of set push print studio aside. I just needed like a break from it. Um, and then I was really, really missing the community. I think that's what I love so much about like, you know, crafting and scrapbooking is the community, especially on Instagram. Like everyone is so cool and like uplifting and it's happy. And, Um, so like it, it was my like little happy place that I would go. And I was like, you know what, I should do a whole new website and like, just make it simple. I think I was, I had been getting so far ahead of myself where I wanted to just do more and more and get it kind of giving myself burnout in a way. Um, because I, I wanted to post like 30 cards in every set and it was just, I was also, you know, illustrating at work and then coming home and how was I going to make 30 new designs by next month? Like it was Mm -hmm. impossible to keep up with. And I just kind of stopped without saying anything. Um, But I felt like I could bring it back to a place where it was more manageable and I wasn't promising something that I couldn't deliver. 
And so now the sets are much um, smaller, but I think they're more thoughtful and there's more, um, more designs that, you know, I love that I would use that I think other people would also be able to use. I stripped everything of any date. So I think I was putting out collections that had like specific years on them. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I just didn't think that that was something that I could keep doing because yeah, well, and then the old collections were so like they had 2016 on them and like who would buy a 2016 card in 2019 or 2020. So, um, I think I just set like really strict boundaries and then let the designs kind of take over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And you have a big, there's like so much content on there anyway. <laughs> like even without all like, I need to put out so much content. Like you do have so much to choose from. Thank you. On your new website. Yeah. yeah. And I think, um, I also have a library of older designs from the collections that I kind of took down. I think that I'll be posting occasionally, um, just with some minor tweaks, like taking the date off or, um, updating colors or, I don't know, maybe adding something fresh, like a phrase, but I just yeah. find the time to do it, honestly, <laughs> because so crazy. I know life is crazy. So, you know, I, I work a full-time is... job and, uh, yeah, we so, get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think this is something we kind of like one as women two as creatives kind of don't allow ourselves to do enough is give ourselves the credit for the work we've already done. Mm -hmm. A lot of us have huge libraries of content we've already created that tons of fans, tons of listeners, tons of readers, tons of uh, consumers haven't consumed or could consume in a slightly tweaked way mm -hmm. that would enrich their lives. I was listening to uh, Tiffany Hahn talk. I think it was Tiffany. I think it was my, in my Tiffany class. So if it wasn't Tiffany, apologies to whoever said this. Um, it was, don't think about how you can make something perfect. Think about whether or not it will move the needle in someone's life. Mm, I like that. Yeah, and like you're that. talking about with your 2016 cards, strip the date. And it's a card somebody can use for the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. And like, if somebody wants to stamp a date on it, they can stamp a date on it. If somebody totally. wants to write, you know, 2019, they can totally do that. We are women who can get things done. We are creative women. And like, if we, as the people who are creating things, need to remember that the people who are consuming these things are also like badass crafty women. Oh, yeah. And ultimately, I just, I just hope that the cards inspire people to just like make something like it doesn't yes. have to be big. It could just be like, hi, I'm thinking of you and you put it on your friend's desk and like you've made something and you've also helped somebody have a better day or yes. um, just like getting started, which I think is something I struggle with. So I hope that <laughs> I can help people get past that too. Like I'm always thinking like, oh, I, if I sit down to make a layout, like I need to do the entire year. Like I'm two years behind. How am I going to do two years in one day? I can't right. possible. So um I think just that like spark of like, oh, I want to make something today. 
Yeah, is enough to say you're a crafter and a memory keeper. Like, I, yeah. I feel like that's what Kristen's saying. It's like we don't allow ourselves to make things easier on right. ourselves. Oh, yeah. So it's it's really an interesting thing to, and that we, we do. We, we so forget that. Like, we have, you know, dozens of scrapbooks on the wall already. Yep. Yeah. And, like, that's, in in you know, in one moment, that's good enough. Yeah. And yeah. every single time we sit down to craft or we stand up to craft even if it's for five minutes that's good enough totally and like i love the fact that you're making it easier on yourself and you're making it easier for everyone else yeah because then like i know for me if i see a collection with 30 cards i get overwhelmed oh yeah i get overwhelmed just like going on the internet to try and find like an idea to start something like no yes. this problem like it's like it's so much easier for me to get started on something if I just shut off or shut out all mm-hmm. of the like clutter because if I go on Pinterest it's like look at this I don't even know like oh you should be a minimalist and totally redo your closet and and I'm actually sitting down to start on an illustration for something. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, wait a second. And my brain goes totally somewhere else and I can't focus. Like, I definitely lack focus. <laughs> it's so. so true because I feel like I don't have ADD, but a lot of social media gives me ADD. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it's like to have ADD. I'm very, I'm good at focusing on one thing yeah. until I get overloaded with too many things. And I'm like, squirrel, 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 squirrel. Like, I'm like, I never had this issue before. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like developing it. It's yes. it's crazy. Yeah. And like, I just, that happens to me on Instagram, especially. Like, I go on Instagram to post something for push print, but then I see all of these other things that other people are doing. I'm like, yeah. I should also be doing that. Oh, maybe I'll go thrifting today. And like, oh, maybe I'll do this. And then I get totally overwhelmed and I like can't, can't focus. I started doing this thing though. Um, and I take a, it's like an eight and a half by 11 sheet of printer paper. I fold it into like, what is it? Fours. So I write down like the next four days at the top. So like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that's it. And I put like, three or four things on the list to focus on. And then I put a line and then I put like, if there's time to get to these other things, then maybe. But Mm. I I think it really has helped me because like, it's, I love checking things off of lists. Like if I get this thing done. (laughs) Um, And then I have, you know, it's just nice to see. And then if it's not done by Thursday, I'll, you know, unfold it, fold it backwards, do my, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or whatever, and and just move those things over. And I love that. I love that too. <laughs> it's it's so not pretty. Easy. It's not pretty. I love that part about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I had. Well, I guess our listeners can't see it, but <laughs> um, it's it's just like a way for me to start because you know I want everything to be beautiful and pretty and have like pretty tabs and like have nice handwriting, but that's just like not realistic to just get started. So having that messy piece of paper that I can jot things down on is great. So I do this thing. I have a ream of light blue computer paper and that's where I write all of my like scratch notes and they're all in like 
there, n- there's nothing pretty about them. <laughs> and then when I go, like, I'll do it like once a week or so, I'll take all of those notes and I'll write them, like, better or like more, I'll write them in a more organized fashion in a place that they need to be. Whether right. it's in my actual planner, whether it's on prettier yellow cardstock <laughs> to go on my uh, clipboards that I bought on Amazon Prime Day that are in rainbow order that I definitely <laughs> don't have a problem about. Um, but I, I have this ream of light blue paper, light blue, light, wow guys, can't talk today. Light. <laughs> That's a hard one. Light blue, blue. paper. That I know that if I just have lying around, it's just scratch note notes. Yeah. Well, you have to get it out of your head. Like, otherwise, you will be so, like, you can't. It, right, you, there's no functioning. You know, yeah. Like, what to do. So, I just love that. You Like, I, I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Because like, Especially all, if you like, want to do the creative things. Yes. Yeah. It's just because nice if you to have, get like, it down. You know, if you have, like, well, what's for dinner? Well, oh no, I have to feed the, oh my God, well, I have worms. Those, I don't have actual pets. I just have worms. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they live in. So you were going to say I have to feed the worms just then? Yes, I do. Because I have to feed them <laughs> twice a week. They live inside I've never my... heard you say that. In the whole almost two years of our podcast, I never knew you had pet worms. I, well, I've only had them since May. Because they live inside the big spinny garden thing in the front of my house. Got it. So they're for your soil. Or, yes. They're, yeah. I, they're a vermicomposting colony inside of a spinning garden tower that I have in the front of my house. <laughs> oh, that's great. Of course they are. It's very cool. I love it. But I do have to feed them twice a week. But like, and so that's something like if I will forget to do that because I've not had them very long. Yeah. And I don't want them to die because they're living things. Yeah. But if I don't like remember to do that, that's one of the things that will zoom inside my head. Like, Kristen, you have to go feed the worms. <laughs> you know what's funny I keep a planner and like I'll turn five weeks ahead and go on this day this is gonna happen like I have everything fleshed out but I on the regular do that the grab the paper write the important things even though it's all here like grab a paper write the things like that is a thing that is a separate thing than a planner that is true yeah like grab the paper write the things so good I like you you said list and that's all you needed for us to be like like, <laughs> no, I'm definitely a list person. I've not, I haven't gotten into the whole like pretty planner thing. I definitely like to have like a nice planner that has specific dates. Like this is when we're going to go camping or to the beach or vacation. Um, but I, on a day to day, I just don't write stuff in it. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I don't use like stickers in my planner or. Yeah. Yeah, it looks really cool. Like that community, they're doing a whole awesome thing. Um, But that's I'm not a sticker in my planner person either. I use different colored pens. Oh, me too. I okay, cool. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. No, I do. I do the different colored pens thing, and once in a while, I'll use washi tape to delineate different things. Okay, but I'm not a sticker. I because I need that to be my like focus space mm-hmm. and if it's my creative space then my brain gets a little yeah confused I have I have one that's just specific for push print that just lays out like um which collections I think will go out through like the next maybe till next January I kind of have like a rough idea I'm just bad at 
committing to plans. I'm just going to be honest. Like I can't make plans even with friends or like things to do a week out. Cause I don't know how I'm going to be feeling that day. Like I just, yeah. and it, and same with the business. Like I, I don't know how I'm going to be feeling that day. Can I actually get this full collection up? I don't know. And maybe that's why I'm not a business person because I can't. Um, but you have a full-time job. You don't need to be a business person. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> that is such a good, that's such a good observation. And I feel like it's so good to be self-aware that I feel like that type of business person, cause you are right. You are a business person. It's just, I feel like that I'm like that too. Yeah. But that's where social media gets us in trouble too, because we see the business people that are so on it and that's even part of their yeah. brand, how on it they are, yeah. but that's not the type of business person, like, you know, and then you feel the guilt and the, uh, and I should, and the sh all the shoulds happen. Yeah. But I don't feel like your type of business person is a shown enough or b given the credit enough that it's like you make beautiful things. It just doesn't happen in the same way as someone else, but right. it's Nor always does it have okay. To. Right. Right. It's all, all okay. Right. But, it doesn't but, have to be your main thing. Right. It doesn't have but to that, be the thing that pays every single bill. It doesn't have to be the thing that you do from 9 o'clock Monday morning till 5 p.m. on Friday afternoon. Right. Like it, that doesn't have to be what your life looks like. And, and I just don't think that gets an, as much glorification as that deserves. I think that's that's a wonderful way to do it. Yeah. And totally it doesn't agree. get as much like cheerleading as the other one. And it's right. not like you well, have time to go to business school too. No, not at all. And I don't, I'm not one of those um, like glorified busy, like I don't want to be known as like a go, go, go. And right. if I get home from work and I feel like um, just, cooking dinner is like, that's enough for the night. Like I don't need to, maybe I don't need to pick back up on the computer or sit down and scrapbook. Like I'm just going to garden or I'm just going to go for a, a walk. Like, Oh yeah. my God. High five through the screen. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Obsessed. Like that line just got me in my heart. Like if I want to make dinner, that's enough for the night. Like that is, that is a lot of work. It that is. Like self-care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about that. That's yeah. literally what self-care looks like. Yeah. And then not feeling guilty for not putting any time into whatever side hustle or business. Even with work. I mean, this past week has been actually really busy where, um, my team puts on this big event that happens in Las Vegas and it's less than like a hundred days away. So that is in full swing right now. And I think I came home every night and I, I started working. Like I opened my laptop back up and I felt so tired like every day. Um, and so yesterday I went into the office and um, my team, we have like a really great, team like sometimes we get to work from home or like it's kind of they're open to like your other life things that are going up like I you know I get into work maybe like 9 30 or 10 and then I work later um which is great but I always have my work laptop with me and I'm constantly thinking about it so on Friday I was like I'm gonna close this I'm gonna finish what I need to do today and I'm not gonna open it when I get home I'm just gonna focus on the weekend and relaxing, maybe cleaning the house. Um, I love it. Yeah. And it's all comes down to values because I feel like I'm at a place where I'm valuing living life, like valuing True. getting through life, valuing life's little like 
annoyances or chores like making dinner. Like I love that part of life. Like it's so like some people value showing people how on top of life they are. And I used to think I was one of them, but like I realized I really don't value that. Yeah. (laughs) Being that. Yeah. 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 So it's all about values. I'm obsessed. Yeah. And it's our one life. I love that. So like we have to do what's good for our souls and take care of ourselves. So this season, we have been asking everybody about growth. We would like to know, how have you grown either personally or professionally since embarking on your creative path? Yeah, I, I, think, I think I'm always growing. Um, I'm always learning from the people around me. And I think this, these past two years, you know, I've really grown in the sense that I've been able to let things go more like we were just talking about um when I was first starting out in my design career I thought everything had to be perfect um and it was like uh almost like I didn't believe I could do something um so I would get a project uh, and this is especially true when I was working in the Starbucks creative studio, I just was like, how, how come I'm here? Like, this is not like, this is so much better than like, how would they pick me (laughs) um, for this job? And I would spiral and like, uh, think that I couldn't do a card illustration. And I would go into like a panic almost like I would have to calm myself down and be like, you got this. Like, and every time it would be like, Oh yeah, that was fine. I did it. But I was always stressed out. Um, and these past two years, I think I've totally been able to let that go. Like I don't get that way anymore. Um, nothing's perfect. Nothing will ever be perfect. So yeah, I think that is my biggest like accomplishment. Like just telling myself like, yeah, I can, I can totally do this. I got this and not going to the bathroom and crying about what I can't do, you know? Um, Would you attribute that you'd say to like getting yourself through jobs, even though that existed, like it was almost like you exposing yourself to the anxiety because you had to get the job done. And then just enough of those kind of culminates into a better understanding about it. I think so. And I think very early on, I think I, I mean, I was only 23 when I was starting at Starbucks and just the, I think the eyes that were on you, like it's a global business and like people in China were going to be seeing these card designs or these, you know, this merchandise, like, um, who's, who am I to like, you know, put that out there for them and, say it's good enough. So I think, yeah, like, just like, also just growing up, like, and learning mm-hmm. that, right? Um, yeah, so would you say a lot of it has, has to do with experience? Yeah, probably. Just, just like going through. Not being in your early 20s anymore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, my God. I was, I was, I was just going to say, gonna... Go a lot of that sounds like exactly like my experience with my first job like literally the the crying in the bathroom <laughs> yeah <laughs> first year teaching crying in the bathroom <laughs> right That's and then a thing, just like guys. who am i to be doing this thing like yeah. who am i to be in charge of 
50-year-old men and telling them, sorry, you no longer have a job because you disrespected me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, what do I know better exactly. than someone yeah. else? Like, I don't know. I, I had a lot of self-doubt, and I've, yeah. yeah. Obviously, that changes with age. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I can do stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm I'm going to be mid-30s in a couple months. Like, mid, like, that's almost 40. And I'm just <laughs> feeling like, I'm just feeling like I'm centered in myself and getting yeah. to know who I am. Like, at 23, I was, like, still a fetus. Like, that's how I feel. Like, I was – my whole 20s was a shit show. Yeah. Like, I could never have, like, done anything, hence why I didn't. But, like, you know. It just no, you're real. doing stuff. I mean, I'll – so I'll be 30 this oh, year. Yeah. This is uh, in October. Uh, Happy birthday early. Thank you. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm excited for, like, the next chapter and, like, letting my 20s kind of 30 is the best yeah 30s is so much better (laughs) yeah it is the best so much better no No, i can't wait 20s is such a good learning experience you grow so much you learn so much it's just so hard yeah i mean being a teenager is really hard because of all the physical changes and everyone's just constantly mean and horrible (laughs) But, like, your 20s, you're like, yeah, I'm an adult. And it's like, no. Yeah, you're not. It's, it's so crazy. It's like, you have to take care of yourself. And um, I mean, not to say that I didn't enjoy, you know, the past 10 years. Like, it's been such a great experience. But yeah, like, just the fact, like, growing up and like yes. just realizing you can let the small things go, like, yes. it's okay to not be perfect and not have a perfect portfolio and not have accomplished the things that the other, you know, 29 year olds are accomplishing that you see on Instagram who are like, you know, doing other things that are great. Um, it's okay. Right. So okay. And, you know, it's funny because at the end of the day, a lot of those other 29 year olds are not coming home putting their laptop away, making dinner, gardening, and going for walks. Yeah. And, like, if that's really important to you, because, like, that stuff's really important to me, that's what's most important. hmm And, like, learning that that's what's most important to you is the most important part of your 20s, I think. Yeah. No, like, totally. Like, learning who you actually are instead of who the world wants you to be. Yeah. And I think I definitely like, I got trapped in, you know, the comparison cycle and like, especially like in my twenties, like 25, 26, I was like, oh man, like I should be killing it doing the same exact thing that this other girl is doing on Instagram. But then like, that's not, I'm doing other things that are cool that are helping me, you know? Um, And obviously like, I don't, I don't want to drop the ball again on push print like that's definitely something that I see doing for a very long time um but if it comes down to like staring at a computer screen for like you said Amanda staring at a computer screen for 80 hours a week and my entire like it's sunny outside today I probably won't work on push print I'll probably go do something um because I have been looking at a computer screen all week and I need a break 
So just realizing that all of that's okay, I think is the biggest part of where I've grown this past year. Yeah. And, and, and the realizing it's all okay sometimes comes from the reframing because I also think like you, you just said drop the ball on push print, but like me and Kristen had an episode about, you know, plants and growing and a big theme of that, like just on plants, how I have plants, she has plants. And we like a big theme of that was like, sometimes growth comes in a dormancy period. So like almost like it wasn't that you dropped the ball. It just needed to be dormant for that time so it could grow into the something bigger. Yeah. And like then that's a reframing that that is okay. Like it really is okay when that's how you frame it. Yeah. You do need a dormancy period sometimes and creative businesses do too sometimes. Yeah. All businesses do. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm okay with like if push print is just cards like forever, like it's not going to be, I'm not a blogger. I can't sit down and like write a blog every week. I, like that's, yeah. there's a blog on there and I might post twice right. a year and that's totally fine, you know? Um, I would love to get into like recording layouts, but whenever that happens, like it'll. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. What a good attitude about it. And in the meantime, it's so good. Like, it's, it's just exactly how it is. It's so good. Like, oh, thank you so much. That means so much. Hand. It's so good. Absolutely. Uh, I'll, I'll stop saying it. But okay, let's wrap up this episode with our currently round that is based off of Kristen's currently car that you can get at theawesomeladiesproject.com. Awesome. So, Caitlin, what are you currently watching? Um, I love Younger. Have you seen that? No. It is, Hilary Duff is in it. It's so cute. It's about this, um, she's like a 40-year-old mom who's trying to get back into publishing. Uh, Sutton Foster plays her. And uh, she lies about her age to get a job. And th- then the whole thing just like spirals. But it's it's worth a watch. It's so good. Nice. It's on Netflix? Um. It's on TV land, I think. Oh. I watch it on, on iTunes. Um, yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> like a good checkout. Okay, yeah. What are you currently reading? Um, I have to be completely honest. I've never been a big reader. I, I don't. I, That's okay. Magazines count. Yeah. Blogs count. What, what, are, what do we say on the show? Signs on the street count. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. I just can't like the same thing, like focus. I can't like read through even a page without thinking of like other things I want to do besides reading that book. But I do love like self-help books. So I do have this one called um, Roadmap and Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a, kind of like a workbook in a way. So I'm, I'm doing that right now. Like you can make lists in there and like work out kind of where you see your life going nice yeah that definitely counts okay I've been reading non-stop that poster behind you let's talk type let type talk like obsessed oh. <laughs> like that wouldn't that would even have been yeah. a good enough answer like I've been reading this awesome poster behind me every time I walk in this room like that works too yeah great love it good and roadmap I'll definitely link to that so that yeah. people can check that out yeah it's by roadmap nation okay there's a whole nation about it I guess yeah <laughs> what are you currently listening to? Um, Taylor Swift's new album. Love yeah. it. Oh my gosh. It is so good. I've been a, a Taylor Swift fan though for a very long time. So um, loving that. Um, Maggie Rogers 
She's great. Um, Lizzo. <laughs> I started going to the gym again. It's been kind of a long time, and I started listening to Lizzo at the gym. It's like such good workout music. It is. It yeah. is. She's like so badass. Here. Taylor Swift is so badass. Yeah. Like, like outside of music. Like she yeah. just does like a, like she's recording her whole album again. Yeah. Her back catalog. Yeah. She sued that guy for a dollar after he touched her ass on the carpet. Yeah. Oh, I'm just yeah. like. Yeah, she is. Yeah. She's, she's a badass. She's an interesting person. Yeah. Love her. Cool. What are you currently making? Um, More Push Print Studio card sets. Yay. <laughs> Yeah, I have some really cool ideas for the next couple of months um, and also working with some collaborations, um, cool. some collaborators on some sets. So that'll be good. Yeah. Very cool. fun. You just had a recent collaboration too. The Lovely Pair. Yes. Did you do one? Yeah. So good. Her card set. Oh my gosh. She made all of those. Like I think I only contributed like two hand-lettered phrases, but yeah. God, those are so good. Yeah. But they mesh so well with your style too, so it all made sense. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. What are you currently feeling? Um I feel ready for fall. Yeah. I love this time of year, the like transition season, um, cooler weather. <laughs> Looking forward to that, you know. It's my favorite time of year. Like my yeah. birthday's in the fall and like Yeah. It's just calming. And like it's happened every year. Like, this will be our 30th transition into fall, and each year it's so exciting. Like, yeah. it just happened. Yeah, and especially in Seattle. It's like there's like, these foggy mornings, and then there's, like, usually some, like, rainy afternoons. Oh, I just love it. I know. So good. So good. What are you currently planning? Um, our honeymoon. Nice. Ooh. Yeah. My husband and I got married on our 10-year anniversary um, at the courthouse downtown, in April, so I'm planning a honeymoon for us. Um, well, we're planning it together, but <laughs> uh, looking at sometime next year, going to New Zealand. Um, I really want to go to Bora Bora since we'll be over there. So just trying to figure all that out. That sounds I amazing. Yeah, it. yeah. We've never taken like a big vacation together, so I think we deserve it. I think your honeymoon's a good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very fun. Super cool. Okay, lastly, what are you currently loving? Um, my husband. I love him um, and the home that he's building for us and how we're making it a home together, like gardening and just everything. Like these past two years in this house have been really great. I love it. <laughs> That's so awesome. What are you growing? Um, right now we have... Well, I just planted some fall stuff, which I feel like I'm a little late on, but pumpkins, spaghetti squash, uh, parsnips. Um, I did beets, but I don't know if they're going to make it through. <laughs> it might get too cold too soon. Um, Brussels sprouts, I have kale. I think there's some strawberries. The birds keep eating them, though, so I haven't really enjoyed those. <laughs> Um, with strawberries, what you can do is get some rocks that are about the same size as strawberries and paint them to look like strawberries and oh. put them right out before the strawberries are like going to be strawberries. Yeah. And then the birds will try to eat the rocks and then they uh, don't particularly like, like, yeah. Tricks them? Yeah. Ooh, that's devious. Wow. 
<laughs> that is so <laughs> conniving of you. <laughs> Where did you hear that? Did you try that or you read that? Uh, it was the first thing I read about how to not get birds to eat your strawberries. Okay. And then I just had We extra also, stuff. we have the worst squirrel problem. Yes. Our neighbor feeds them. She feeds them mm. peanuts and oh. come over the fence into my garden and they dig little holes and they put their peanuts there. It's, so, <laughs> it's like a cartoon. I I have um, like plants and plants in pots. That will be knocked over. The plant will be on the ground. I I can't make it up. It's so your backyard's like oh, a no, I straight peanut you. minefield. <laughs> so annoying. So like I tried putting netting over everything, like as it was growing, because they would dig up the seeds. And it's like, yeah, yeah. gardening's hard work. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, yeah. We it's have... so worth it, from what I hear. If it, it is. If you, yeah. If you, if you if you get the stuff at the end. Yeah, if you get the stuff that's not like infested with snails, like oh, I grew eggplant last. Year. I love eggplant so much, and um, we would go out and pick them, and I would like be slicing them, and the whole inside would be eaten out by squirrels or by by slugs, and it's just yeah. Okay, with Aww. slugs, you can take broken eggshell. Egg I've shells. done that. Yeah, because yeah. they don't like the eggshells. And ash, I've put ash kind of yes. around. Yeah. Um, Working on that, I really don't want to use chemicals in my garden, so I'm yeah, trying no. to avoid that. But the eggshells yeah. are good. Um, yeah, yeah, it's an adventure. <laughs> they do. It's the worst. <laughs> it's like you plant these seeds and you think you're going to grow these beautiful plants, and then they are just destroyed in the end. They're <laughs> <You're just> overtaken. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but get your own plants. <laughs> yeah, it's a learn. It's a learning process. <laughs> This is such a fun interview. You were so wonderful. Oh, it was great chatting with you guys too. This was fantastic. We are going to head over to After Chatter. It's going to be wonderful. If you guys want to come and catch us on After Chatter, you can go to patreon.com slash craftiestfemale. It will be amazing as always. And we will be back next week with another amazing guest. Bye guys. Bye.